The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb hello welcome in to the nascar gambling podcast I'm not Rod Gomez. I am actually Cody Zeeb. Uh, Rod, unfortunately, had some some Army commitments, so uh, we thank him for his service. He's out busy doing that. So I am lucky enough to be joined today by Matt Seltz, at the Seltz Man on Twitter. He's a three-time FSWA Racing Writer of the Year and co-host of the Fantasy Alarm NASCAR DFS podcast. Uh, welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for the service there, Rod. Yes, absolutely. Shout out to him. So, um, so yeah, I'm going to be joined uh, today by Matt. Sorry uh, to everyone. We're a little behind schedule, but uh, I'm going to crank some shows out here over the next couple of days and get everybody caught up on all the picks. Man, the uh, the rain out last week really, really threw a wrench in everything. Odds came late. And then, uh, yeah, we had a, a softball injury last night for my daughter. Luckily, she's okay, but uh, fun, <laughs> funny our trip. So that was great. And, uh, and then Rod's Army stuff. So, uh, a little bit late, but better late than never. We still got a good show for you today. Uh, luckily, nothing's happened in the NASCAR world this week. Uh, nope. <laughs> but uh, obviously, yeah, we'll jump right into right into the news here. Uh, so Chase Elliott, we talked about this. Rod and I talked about this on the, the recap show Monday night. I said I didn't think that NASCAR would suspend him. Uh, Rod said he thought they would. Rod was correct. I was wrong. Um, and, and I think that they did make the right call. They did suspend Chase Elliott for a race. Um, and so again, we, we kind of talked about it and how it looked like it was probably intentional. They quickly ruled that it was intentional. Hendrick is not appealing that. So Chase Elliott will serve that suspension this weekend at, uh, the race for gateway. Uh, so filling in for him, it's going to be Corey LaJoy, something I was calling for on this podcast back originally when Chase Elliott got hurt. Love to see Corey LaJoy for all you YouTube regulars. Got my, my Corey LaJoy picture right here. Um, but love to see Corey LaJoy getting an opportunity in the Hendrick number nine car. Um, and the Carson Hosevar actually going to get his first career start in the seven to replace Corey LaJoy. So, uh, awesome all around there, Matt, what do you think, uh, about the Chase Elliott suspension about Corey LaJoy getting, uh, getting his first chance in a Hendrick car? Yeah. Uh, I think they had no choice, but to suspend them. A, the SMT data basically showed he turned dead left and hooked him the car was driving straight after it hit the wall. So it wasn't really a suspension issue or a tow link. Um, then he said on the radio that he intentionally did like, 
basically he had had enough of Hamlin putting him in the wall yeah, twice in five laps. Probably didn't help uh, his case. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the post-race interview, he kind of tried very hard not to say the quiet part out loud a little, a little too hard. Um, and then Denny, like you can't not suspend the most popular driver in the sport for the same thing you suspended the guy who's most hated for last year. Right. Like right. it, it, it kind of put NASCAR in a bind. Um, so I agree with it. I thought it was intentional. It, it, in live action, it looked a lot closer, like maybe Kislowski had gotten there. But then on the replay, you see he wasn't even close. And Chase just hooked him. So kind of got to do it. Um, I think it's interesting that it happened at a week in which Xfinity is separated from the rest of the time. Otherwise, you'd have Josh Berry in right. for Chase. Yep. But because Josh Berry is across the country, and they really don't want to pull an A.J. Allmendinger from last year, where he raced to Portland and then flew overnight to Gateway with no practice <laughs> and raced, they're not going to do that to Josh Berry. So, um, look, I love seeing LaJoy in a top-flight car. Let's see what he can do. Um, and then we'll see if he stays at Spire or where that goes. I don't know what his contract situation is. But... Yeah, I'm not sure either. But, uh, I mean, it's going to be – and, yeah, that's a good point as far as uh, Xfinity's racing in Portland. These guys are in St. Louis. Um, we saw Ben Rhodes crash, uh, crash whatever car he was was uh, warming up for somebody last year. I don't remember which car did he. Uh, he he yeah, was he somebody was racing both of them. Yeah, it was really <laughs> one, one thing he wasn't supposed to do. He did and uh, ended badly. But uh, yeah, so obviously with Barry being that far away, I think that uh, was a good decision to move Lejoy over. I'm excited for the opportunity. Obviously, I. Uh, I'm the the president of the the Corey LaJoy fan club. We like to joke on this podcast because I love the guy. So great to see him get the opportunity again. Like you said, I think NASCAR did the right thing um, in in doing that. So uh, yeah, so those will be the the driver changes for this week. There was also a major penalty issued yesterday. Uh, Chase Briscoe and the number fourteen team were issued an L three level penalty for counterfeiting a next gen part. Penalty is a loss of 120 driver and owner points. Does Chase Briscoe even have 120 points? I don't know. Uh, 25 NASCAR playoff points. That is, woof. That is a, crushing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Six race crew chief suspension. That's a long suspension and a quarter of a million dollar fine. So NASCAR not fucking around on this. They said, do not counterfeit these parts. They've told the teams time and time again, uh, and they did it. Stuart Haas says they're not even going to appeal this. Uh, so that's a pretty blatant admission of guilt, in my opinion. Um, I don't, <laughs> we both tweeted something very similar. And I've had a lot of words about Chase Briscoe on this podcast this year, but uh, I don't know how you could have been cheating and still only beating BJ McLeod by three spots every week. But uh, very interesting, interesting thing going on there. Yeah, they should have looked at Chad Canales' notebook before they cheated, because at least when he cheated, they, they won. <laughs> yeah. if, if you're going to cheat, at least get something out of it. Like, at least it was worth it, because right. <laughs> they won, and then he'd say, see you in four weeks, bye. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, man, I, I, Two oh, seconds man. off the pace, and yeah. having a theoretical part that was supposed to help downforce, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Whatever, whatever swing they were taking there went the wrong direction. I guess it's better to try it on the 14 than on the four. But uh, yeah, I mean, 25 playoff points, they're not messing around as far as that goes. Um, and, and if Briscoe were to make the playoffs, obviously probably a long shot at this point. 
uh, that's going to be crippling in the playoff run. Yeah, I saw I saw a, t- a tweet from I think it was PJ Walsh that said it was either going to take at this pace five years for Briscoe to make up <laughs> the 120 points at the pace he's currently at. So that's uh, probably pretty close. Yes, that's that's a hefty hefty penalty. That is okay. Let's take an ad break real quick, and then we'll talk a little bit more about this. Um, we're brought to you by edge boost edge boost is supported or, uh, oof, I should try that again. I'm obviously Rod usually does these ad reads, so you guys are gonna have to, to bear with me, but, uh, this episode supported by edge boost edge boost is the world's first bet. Now pay later visa card edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll, get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months, double down on your favorite bet. If you like, or even use it to create an awesome middle or even hedge, it says in parentheses, gross, because of course on the SGPN network, our, uh, our motto is let it ride. But if you got a hedge, you got a hedge, right? Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark. They charge zero interest. Do you know of any way you can access money to place your favorite bets without paying any interest? Support SGPN and grow your bankroll. By going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. So uh, that's pretty much, I think, the news portion of things. Obviously, uh, a lot of news in that that small window. But now we're going to head to Worldwide Technologies Raceway, also known as Gateway, also known as St. Louis. It's actually in Illinois, but it's right across yes. the uh, the river. So it's, uh, yeah, all those fun things. Uh, this is an interesting track. It's hard to compare this really to any other tracks um, on the circuit. It's 1.250 miles, so one and a quarter miles, which is not obviously your full intermediate at, at uh, one and a half, but it's not a short track either at one mile. Um, it's kind of got the Darlington shape to it where, uh, you know, it turns three and four little wider than turns one and two um so yeah i don't know as far as and nascar's only come here the truck series has been coming here for a few years but the cup series has only been here one time last season big surprise first time at a track joey logano wins the race uh nobody's shocked by that but uh <laughs> that's how it works so uh what are you looking at when you're uh, going into handicapping uh at a race at a track like this uh matt so obviously we can't base a whole lot off of last year. We can base a little bit, right? I will be talking about that race later when we're giving our uh, our picks here. Um, but I don't put full stock in it, right? We had a weird field. It's the first time anybody's been there. It was the first time in a next-gen car. It was only like the fourth or fifth technically intermediate track in the next-gen car. Um, but what I'm... What I'm going off of is similar tracks. So to me, I feel like Phoenix is similar. I feel like Richmond is similar. New Hampshire comes up because it's a flat one mile. Um, I'm not really that big into comping it to Darlington, even though they're roughly the same length and layout, right? Darlington's a little longer at 1.363 miles or whatever the heck it is. Um, But the tire wear here is nothing compared to Darlington. So that to me is out. Um, and Goodyear is bringing the same tires this week as it brought uh, to Richmond and Phoenix and New Hampshire. So if they're bringing the same ones, I'm going to use those tracks because that's what they feel it's similar to. So that's that's kind of what I'm 
looking at, we can kind of toss Martinsville in there because it's tough to pass, and it was tough to pass here last year. Um, but not – I mean, it's mainly those three is what I'm looking at this week. Yeah, I think that those are good ones to look at. It is really, really hard to look at last year's race here. You can take some from it, but like you said, that was still early on in the next gen. First time we'd ever been to this track. At that point, tires were blowing out like religiously every 36 yes. laps. And so <laughs> that, it twice in practice. Yes, exactly. And so that really made it hard. Um, and so I think that that some stuff can be taken from that, but definitely not putting full stock into that. And then obviously there's no track history past that. If you wanted to dig into some guys in the truck series there, but uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going so different from, yeah. from, I mean, Kevin Harvick raced trucks here like 20 years ago. Right. So like, that's not even, yeah, it's not <laughs> four generations of trucks past right. what Harvick did. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I wouldn't look into that. I definitely didn't. Uh, I'm mostly just leaning on what have you done for me lately? Uh, again, kind of a big momentum believer. And I think that with it being such a hard track to comp, um, I'm just kind of looking back over what guys have done recently. Um, and I'm going to kind of use that as far as uh, as how I'm handicapping this race, uh, which should be I, a lot of I fun. I will toss in one, one other thing that's going to sound a little weird. But I do like looking at road courses Ooh. for these shorter tracks. Because okay. road courses aren't really about turning right or left. They're about rhythm, right? If right. you can get in a rhythm, you can annihilate a road course. Just ask Chase or, well, I mean, not this week because he's out, right? But <laughs> Truex or uh, Almondinger, you know, it's about rhythm. And I feel like these shorter tracks, if you can hit your breaking points, you can get in a rhythm and you can start clicking off laps and picking up pace so it sounds a little weird i'm not going like oh these guys dominate road courses they're going to be great at a weird <laughs> short track it's just another little wrinkle you can can no I, I i think that's a great point and i do a lot of times when we're going to like martinsville look at that because it is so much more about braking at a track like that you know you're not relying on speed so much um and so i think that that, that is a good point uh, maybe to a little bit of a lesser degree here but still yeah. is something you definitely could um could weigh in you have anything else uh, as far as coming up on this race or anything else you're going to look at? Or are you ready to, to jump into the bets? Uh, I feel like pit crews are so like inconsistent for the most part that it's hard to really like they don't make a 24 car. <laughs> yeah. The 24 car is pretty man. That pit crew. I mean, I know that, oh, that the question is, did they overwork themselves on Monday having to True. do? Yeah, that's man. That was race, a whole race and a half a race. Like, yeah. That's a lot of stops in a day on a short week, especially. Uh, that's going to be interesting to to see, but yeah, they were, I mean, basically perfect all day long. I know that pit stall helped them, but still it, you got to be good even with the pit stall there. And, uh, they definitely were really good. <laughs> so, okay, let's take uh, another break and then we'll uh, jump into the bets. Um, two new free contests from the sports gambling podcast network. We're all about free here. We're all about contests here. Um, we've got the Hamlin mania bracket. We'll update later in the week here. Uh, and now we have an NBA Finals and a Stanley Cup Final contest. Um, you can enter exclusively on the SGPN app. There's series props and game props. You just pick in your props. $100 gift, uh, SGPN gift card up for grabs for each contest. Download the app and enter today. Of course, once you get that, you can get all of your NASCAR Gambling Podcast gear because that's what you should be spending your, uh, your gift cards on for the store. So, <laughs> anyways, okay. 
on to uh to some bets so if you want to go ahead and lead off at what uh what's your first bet for the weekend well as an aside i totally forgot about the hamlin bracket until you just brought it up and <laughs> nobody's winning Oh no! Because Chase so, being suspended is <laughs> right. Well, and I think unless he's you actually, didn't pick Chase to advance out of right, I think he was already out too. So we started ours a week before yeah. Denny started his, but our final is Ryan Blaney versus Brad Keselowski. I nobody ever would have seen that coming. Like, <laughs> I, I, I I'm pretty sure going that. a decent a decent way, but I can't I can't fully remember. I think it ended with Chase and somebody at a road course, and then you know, um, yeah. Uh, I haven't checked it because I'm pretty sure I'm dead in the water. But, yeah, I, yeah. but I, neither the one we did nor the one Denny did, I don't think we're anywhere close. No. So, uh, but speaking but, of head to heads, I'm going to start it off with yes. a head to head here. I'm taking uh, Harvick over Chastain minus 115 on DraftKings. Um, look, Chastain has something coming to him at some point. We all know that, right? I think they're saving it for the playoffs. But even if we put that aside. Harvick has just been better at this style of track than Chastain in the next-gen car. Uh, if we look at just this year, he's outraced them at similar tracks like Phoenix and Richmond and Martinsville. Um, so, uh, you know, if you look at the last eight similar races, Harvick has seven top six finishes. That's pretty hard. I don't see Chastain finishing that high, so I'm going to go with Harvick in that matchup. Yeah, I like this uh, big, big Harvick betters on the show. We talk about Harvick nonstop. Um, and, yeah, this is just a consistency thing for me. We saw Chastain this past week. Absolute, like, was he even in the race? Nobody knows, which is odd thing to say about Chastain, right? He was never mentioned, yeah. which maybe that was his goal. But just the fact that they missed that much and never really got that car to where it had any speed. Harvick week in, week out is good. Maybe the pieces that are on the 14 are working better for the four car. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, no, he's always, whenever you bring up the, the struggles of Stuart Haas, whenever you bring up the, uh, the issues with Ford, Harvick is always the exception to that rule. Right. He's good no matter what. They've got their shit figured out. Uh, and he knows what he's doing. And so, yeah, this is just a case of who do you trust more? I fully back you on taking Harvick over Chastain. Uh, I'm also, in my first head-to-head, going to fade Chastain. I'm taking Martin Truex over him, minus 120. This is over on Superbook. Um, and again, it's basically the same thing. But if you look here lately and what Martin Truex has been doing, he has been really good. Third place last week at Charlotte. Surprisingly, didn't lead any laps, but he had one of the fastest cars throughout the entire day. Um, ended up finishing 31st at Darlington, but was very good early on before that. Led 145 laps. Um, he led 79 laps at Kansas, where he finished in eighth. He won the Dover race a couple of weeks ago. He led 68 there. So it's been a solid case of strong runs for Truex. The Gibbs cars looked very good here last year. Toyota looked good um, as well, just in general. So I really do like Truex this week. Um, and then Ross, again, you go back 22nd last week at Charlotte. Uh, again, just a non-factor. 29th at Darlington recently. Um, he did have a fifth at Kansas and a second at Dover, so I will toss that out there. Um, but Again, it's since then, since all this other stuff has happened, obviously the, the punch was at Kansas, right? And then the the comments came after that, and that's where things have seemed to have started to trail off a little bit. Um, then you go back to last year, uh, Ross finished eighth here, so he had a decent day, and Truex was sixth. So Truex did oust him just a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, I really like Truex in this matchup. So give me Martin Truex over Ross Chastain, 
minus one twenty over on Superbook. What wasn't this the the race where Hamlin and Chase double teamed Chastain? I think so. Yeah, down got, the backstretch multiple yeah. times. Like I, I believe that both of them got like he almost wound up on the infield grass to avoid. <laughs> yes, because yeah. both of them were very freshly pissed off at him, and uh, yes, they yeah. they double teamed to to ruin Ross's day, which. That's going to be something that's always going to be hanging out there if you ever want to bet on Chastain. Like, yeah, maybe p- people are going to wait for the playoffs, but if a guy like Noah Gregson gets a shot soon, why wouldn't he take it? He, he doesn't care what happens later on. Like, he's going to get that payback when he can, and there's nobody out there seems to like the guy. So, yeah, my uh, other concern is the the conversation that Trackhouse had with him about dialing down his aggressiveness. Yes. I think that's taken away some of his mojo. Like, I 100%. think he needs that aggression. Yep. To be as fast as he was, right? And if you tell somebody, hey, you know, don't go run so fast. Okay, well, I'm only going to finish fifth now instead of competing for wins because I don't want to step on any toes. Right. Like, well, I mean, maybe you haven't, but I know personally, if somebody tells me not to do something, like, or they're like, you're doing too much, and then I just go completely the opposite. And I'm like, fine, you want me to do that? I'm going to go totally opposite and just take it easy and send a message, basically. So. Yep. Uh, maybe that's something we're going to see from Ross here going forward. And maybe that's what we saw last week. Like, fine, you want me to be aggressive? I'll go run 22nd. I've done it before. Like, who knows? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what, what do you got next for us? Um, so my second one, I'm going with a uh, prop here. I'm going with Christopher Bell with a top five finish. Uh, we're getting plus 165 on this at BetMGM, which is a pretty nice return. Uh, yes, it's a top five, but it's Christopher Bell. The guy just keeps finishing in the top 10 seemingly every week. If we're looking back at those similar races, which again, incorporate Gateway here last year, Richmond, New Hampshire, Phoenix, whatnot. Uh, Bell's been the most consistent Toyota in that span. He has six top six finishes uh, in that span. And look, he's been good again this year. Like people don't talk about him a whole lot but his performance is showing, right? He just keeps going out there, getting laps, challenging for for wins. And he started well here last year. Granted, he finished ninth here last year, but he started third. They actually had qualifying. Um, so he showed speed. Uh, I think it was a little bit of a strategy thing, and then he clawed his way back up into the top 10. But Toyotas are fast on the short tracks. So I'm, I'm going with the, the most consistent one to net me a pretty nice return on a top five finish. Yeah, I like it. I Man, I was so big on Bell last week, uh, and he had the fastest car all day long. I can't tell which, if my uh, cat likes it or not, by the way. I, <laughs> it sounds like the cat's agreeing. I think uh, I think the cat's all in on on Christopher Bell this weekend. So, uh, But no, I, I love Christopher Bell. He's been super fast, uh, and he's been consistent. And last week was a little different. He was fast right from the get-go, but a lot of times he kind of lurks in weight and, and works on that car and gets up front near the end, uh, and that's what you need for the top five. So I feel like there's really good value on that. Um, I'm going to stick with another head-to-head. I'm going to fade Chase Briscoe. After all your talk about how you're going to compare this to short flat tracks, that scares me a little bit, but uh, I mean, no, that's okay. He, he has been good at Phoenix, but... He has been good at Phoenix, yes. And he's been good at the short flat tracks. Yeah. I feel like this is just big enough to hit for him to not be good. Um, and Brad Keselowski, I mean, we've talked about it a lot lately. RFK's really figured their shit out. They've really looked a lot better. Um, the The finishes are still a little up and down for Brad. He, he's been having the good runs each week. Need to get a little bit better finishes. But Brisk No, as we've been calling him lately, like he has just been 
not very good for the most part overall. Um, so you go back and you look at, at what Briscoe's done here lately, 20th at Charlotte, 17th at Darlington, 32nd at Kansas. I was at that Kansas race. That that reminded me of watching like that double zero, or was it double zero or zero two car? The Starcom car. Like, oh, yeah. Where it's just like barely running in the back. Like they dropped the green flag and like by the time he gets to the start finish line, everybody's in like turn three already. It was like he was so slow all day long. Yep. Um, and then 36 at Dover. Um, and then four in a row that that uh, four races in a row, Brad Keselowski has finished better than Chase Briscoe. Briscoe actually started on the pole here last year, um, but ended up with only a 24th place finish. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he, I'm not even sure he led a lap. No, I don't think he did. Um, I think he I got think eaten that, up in like turn yeah, two. <laughs> yeah, it didn't take long, and uh, oh. and he was not up front. Just a guy, again, he's, he's a good race car driver. We've seen what he can do in the, the Xfinity series, but and even last season, I mean, we saw some flashes from him. I know some guys were very high going into him this year, uh, but it, it has not been there. And with Brad, we've really seen some upside lately. An eight, a fourth-place finish at Darlington, an eighth-place finish at Dover, uh, even 19th last week at Charlotte, 19th at Kansas. Those aren't horrible finishes. And honestly, 19th will probably win this head-to-head for you. Um, so give me Brad Keselowski over Chase Brisk. No, at minus 110. Also, if Briscoe's been that slow cheating, imagine how slow he's going to be not cheating. <laughs> wouldn't it be hilarious if he's faster now? That'd be fun. It'd be funny. I mean, it wouldn't be funny for the bets, but like he's no. like the fastest car out there all of a sudden. Like whatever they were trying was just that bad. <laughs> Just, just, un, just unbelievable. I, I can't disagree with your reasoning there. Um, this is why we like head-to-heads, right? Kislowski doesn't necessarily have to get that great of a finish. All he's got to do is, yeah. heck, if they both wreck, as long as Kislowski wrecks the second, yeah, after the Briscoe, same wreck, he just has to slide farther. Basically, that's right. That's exactly. always the great thing about head-to-heads. Yeah, and it, I mean, again, Kislowski can have a shit day, and it's oh, there goes my top ten, there goes my top five. I needed him to win, like. He could still finish 25th and easily right. be beating Briscoe. So that's uh, that's what I love about head to heads. Again, I can't I can't tell. <laughs> I think the cat's digging it. I think the cat is in full agreement. So. Uh, I, I, at least I, that's I, what I'm going to go with. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, my next one is a Bowman top ten. Uh, he's been look when he's been in the car, he's been quick at these tracks. Hendrick Motorsports has these tracks figured out right obviously um they ran well at richmond they ran well at phoenix um bowman has a p9 at phoenix a p8 at richmond a p11 at martinsville this year if you look back at the similar races he's got a top 10 and a half of those he looked pretty good in the coke 600 last week i had concerns about you know would his back hold up would he tire out coming you know his first race back uh, from what we heard was a fractured back, I believe. Uh, and it's the longest race of the year. He said he felt fine. So I don't really have a whole lot of concerns here. Bowman top 10. Uh, the odds on that, by the way, are plus 110 over at Caesar. So we're getting better than, than even money, which I'll take. And he's pulled this off half the times in the comparable tracks. So uh, I don't have a problem with this <laughs> with these odds here at all. Yeah, no, 100%. I like this. Bowman again. Just being slept on. He's 30 to 1 to win this race on Caesars. I don't know that I'm going to take that, but just the fact that we've talked about it all season, obviously not the last couple of weeks when he's missed, but he's just consistently underrated. He's still in a Hendrick car. We know how fast those cars are. All you're asking for right here is to beat a quarter of the field in a Hendrick car. 
He comes back last week. I had shared the same concerns you did. The back would hold up for 600 miles. He had a good run and had a nice solid day. Um, and he can do that again. Again, like you said on these these types of tracks, he's good at, uh, and he's very consistent driver. So, yeah, again, I'm full agreement with you here. Um, and so I like your your Bowman top ten play. I'm gonna stick with my trend of fading brisk. No, I like this one even better. This I I don't even understand how this is a matchup to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, this is this is absolutely insane. This one's over on Superbook. Uh, Bubba Wallace over Chase Briscoe minus one ten. Uh, we're going to be revisiting this one in a little bit as my uh, edge boost double down of the day, by the way. Just a little spoiler for you. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> I literally, on my notes I have written down here, I, I wrote LMAO. Like, I laughed I laughed so hard when I saw this. Like, I thought it was a mistake or so. I mean, I don't understand how these two guys are, are matched up. Bubba has been on an incredible run of really good finishes, strong, solid days. Uh, he was fourth at Charlotte. He finished second even in the all-star race. I know that doesn't count, but it was still a good finish for him there. Uh, fifth place at Darlington, fourth place at Kansas, 12th place at Dover. Before that, he almost won a Talladega even, a ninth place at Martinsville, 12th place at Bristol Dirt. Like, he has been on an absolute roll. And Briscoe, again, looks – he's, like, beating B.J. McLeod and J.J. Yaley by three spots. I don't understand yeah. why these guys are even matched up, so – Give me, give me Bubba Wallace over Chase Briscoe. This might be one of the biggest bets I've placed in a while. I, I, I just, this one floor absolutely floors it, me that it's even. It enough. doesn't, it, it doesn't make it. The only thing that I can think of is it's the trendy bet because Briscoe's in the news and people like to hate on Bubba. So yeah. like, you know, they, they get some money coming in, I guess. But it's <laughs> look. A couple of weeks ago, I wrote uh, an article. Um, you know, for PixWise, a betting piece that I put out there each week. And I had to take a head-to-head that I think it was Austin Dillon and maybe Stenhouse or something, where the odds were basically telling you that they favored one of them in all of the, the outright winner, the top five, even top three, top tens. And yet the other guy was the shorter odds in the matchup. And I could not figure out for the life of me why that would be the case. Because if you're telling me, that there's a better chance he finishes all of these other places better than the other guy. Why would in a head to head where yeah. that literally doesn't matter? Why would the other guy be favored? And I've like, seen, it's so weird because I've seen that with Kevin Harvick so many times this year too. Like sometimes he's the, the highest priced driver for a top 10, even though he'll be seventh or eighth on the odds board. And then like, and he's still matched up in head to heads where guys are plus money in the t- And it's like, you know, he's going to come out and get this solid finish. That's why you have it priced up so well. It's it is crazy to see those those discrepancies sometimes. Yeah, Bubba's just too good. Let's not forget that the forty five car finished third here last year. Obviously, yes. that's not Bubba's car. It was Kurt that was driving it, but, but it tells you that twenty three eleven had it figured out from the jump. Yeah, um, and I mean twenty three eleven last week, two two. You know, their first yes. time ever having both guys finish in the top five. They've been looking a lot better lately. And again, by the Bubba's way, why didn't they put the jump man scheme on the twenty three? I mean, I get the Dr. Pepper thing, but, like, why are you revisiting the Wizards days instead of, like, everything else for for Jordan? I don't... Yeah, I think that is just a sponsorship thing because I think Bubba brings more to the table than Reddick does. I mean, probably, uh, but but if you're the team owner, you can't... Throw throw Dr. Pepper on the 45 and and put the jump man on the the 23. It's, like, ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, it was a sick paint scheme, just the wrong number. Yeah, it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Those 
man, I saw that Kurt Busch one in I was at Kansas race last spring uh, and saw that one and got to go to victory lane with it. it that was so beautiful. Those Jumpman cars, they have been doing a killer job. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you want me to, to say my next one here? Yeah. Yeah. Go on to your next one. Okay. So we talked a little bit about how this guy won here last year. We're going Logano for a top five. Uh, it's plus 150 at BetMGM. Look, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it that I haven't been able to peg Logano correctly in about two years. So, he's, dude, he's, I've said it multiple times the hardest driver in the entire field to bet on every week is Joey Logano. Yeah. It like when you expect him to do well, probably not. So, you know, we'll stop going down that line of thinking for this bet. Obviously, we need him to do well top five. But, um, he did have a P2 at Martinsville this year. He had a P7 at Richmond, P11 at Phoenix. Those are all pretty reasonable, right? Obviously, only one top five in those three. But he did win here last year, so he had it figured out. Um, and again, we're going to go back to the similar tracks. He's got five top tens in the last eight similar races, four top sixes. That's enough for me. When we least expect it, Logano tends to show up and i just feel like this is one of those races where everybody's looking at his teammate who just ended his 59 race winless streak and logano's just going to show up and be mr consistent on a short track but i i don't know it's just a it's just a thing with him like he shows up to some of these weird tracks and all of a sudden he does well that's yeah, I mean, well, he got upstaged by the, the Indy 500 with Joseph Newgarden and Ryan Blaney last week. Yep. Time to uh, reassert his dominance, right? <laughs> I, mean, I will. Yeah. Uh, I have no argument here because it's hard to argue against Logano ever. Uh, he's so inconsistent. But at plus 150, uh, I mean, it, he's either going to run top five or he's going to be 25th. Like, yes. there's almost no in between with the guys. Like, so. it may be the Dover setup, which would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and that's a, like he either it hits Martinsville and it may challenge for the win like yeah one of those yeah it'll be one of the two so so for plus money i, I do like it uh next up head to head wise for me i'm gonna take ricky stenhouse jr over eric jones minus 130 on caesars this one's a little bit juiced up but like we always say you only pay the juice if you lose again this is one why is this a head-to-head? I, I mean, I get that Eric Jones finished seventh here last year. I understand that. Maybe that's why this is that way. But other than that, what have you seen out of anything from the Legacy Camp anytime lately that makes you Except say – all three of their cars breaking at Charlotte last week. <laughs> Supposedly, quote-unquote, the, uh, they yeah, hit, two of the cars hit the same piece of debris and had the same issue. I think that's not exactly true, but whatever. Yeah, how, uh, did, how did it go through the radiate? What right. is this, magic bullet? <laughs> Went through the radiator, back onto the track, and then through the radiator of the other car. Yeah, that's pretty I, impressive. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and since Ricky uh, won the the Daytona 500, like we've talked about that multiple times as well. He hadn't had a top ten finish since last year's Coke 600 when he won the Daytona 500. But winning the Daytona 500, and we saw this a couple years ago with uh, McDowell, like puts a spark into a team like that, brings in extra money, brings in extra sponsorship usually brings in extra manufacturer support. He's basically locked into the playoffs, right? We don't get too many winners. Uh, and so they're they're looking forward to that. And so um, th- this team has been getting a, a lot of, uh, of backup. You have to go all the way back to Las Vegas on March 3rd for the last time that Eric Jones beat Ricky Stenhouse on a quote-unquote true oval. I'm not counting road courses, although you made a case that maybe we should. Uh, and I'm not counting super speedways because anything can happen in those. But 
any other oval track, mile and a half, short track, big track, little track, doesn't matter. Stenhouse has beat Eric Jones every time since Las Vegas. Uh, and even then, they were only a couple of spots apart. And Ricky's been having really good runs lately. A seventh-place finish last week at Charlotte. Um, he was 13th the week before at Darlington. 12th place at Kansas. Um, a 13th place before that at Dover. Uh, and then Eric Jones, again, he finished seventh here last year. I get it. There was something in that legacy car, specifically his car last year, where he looked really good early on in the season. He was having great runs. That's not been repeated this season. I mean, um, obviously, Joe won last year in that car. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, I mean, he won at Darlington last year. Right. And then this year at Darlington, uh, ended up in 25th, like was never, you know, never competitive or anything. And so it's, it's a weird dynamic how it shifted. I think maybe some of the leadership changes up top. Obviously, they've announced they're leaving Chevy, going to Toyota. How that's affecting things, who knows? But uh, yeah, I mean, lately, 32nd last week, again, he had problems. All three legacy cars did. 25th at Darlington. He had a 21st at Kansas. A 16th place at Dover, his best oval finish of the entire season, 16th. Um, and then he was 31st the week before at Martins, or the last oval before at Martinsville. So it's just, again, 16th has been his best oval finish on the season uh, outside of super speedways, outside of road courses. Uh, and that nothing about that gives me any confidence in Eric Jones. And Stenhouse has continued to show that that he's a good driver. Uh, he's not he's not been living up to the Recky Spinhouse thing as of late. Got into it a little bit with Kyle Busch last week. They were they were definitely beating and banging a little bit. But uh, other than that, he he's been and he still ended up with a good finish. So he's been very consistent. Jones is not. Uh, this is another one that almost baffles me that this is even a head to head. So uh, Stenhouse over Jones minus one thirty over on Caesars. Uh, really, really liking this one. Yeah, uh, hard to hard to argue against that. This next one for me, we're gonna go a little longer here. With this is uh, Matt. Matt's playing the part of Rod, Rod Via Gomez over there because uh, Rod's a big AJ Allmendinger guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mentioned a little bit how road courses could play in here, right, with rhythm driving and whatnot. We talked about how Ben Rhodes wrecked this guy's car in practice. They made unapproved adjustments. He showed up the night like flew red eye from Portland to St. Louis showed up with no practice started 35th on a track. You can't pass that. He'd never raced on and finished top 10. It's AJ Allmendinger uh, top 10 plus 750 at Caesars. Look, I will not lie. This is the riskiest prop I'm going to give out. Okay. Cause the college cars don't look anything like they did last year. Okay. They haven't had the consistent speed. Um, but uh, Almondinger can show up and just wheel a car to a better finish than you think because the guy's got a ton of experience. He did, again, finish 10th here last year um, in this same car. It's not like he it was the different college car. It was the same car. Um, and now this year he's actually going to get practice and he knows what he's looking for based on last year. I'll, I'll take a shot. Look, we're not putting a whole unit on this. We're putting parts of a unit on this, obviously. Um, but plus 750 for a top 10, it's pretty nice odds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at the odds you're getting it at, I can't, I can't make an argument against it. I would like to see him more at the ones you're about to give out for, for <laughs> one of them, but yeah, <laughs> that'd, be real, that'd be real nice. Uh, again, these are, are long shot bets for a reason, but to finish top 10, you have to beat less than a quarter of the field. Um, right. and so it's possible if we end up with a high attrition race, if there is tire issues, whatever. Uh, we could potentially see that. So I definitely don't think it's a bad bet. Again, just to throw a little sprinkle, a little pizza bet on that. 
Um, and so, yeah, the, the top 10 plus 750, I think that's in the right, right area. I've got a pair of top 10s that I like as well. I'm going to take Chris Busher plus 140 over on us. Uh, I think this was on Caesars. I forgot to write down where it was at, but we're going to go with Caesars anyways. Uh, last week at Charlotte, an eighth place finish for him, one stage two. There was a little bit of strategy to get him out front, but once he was out front, held on to it, was able to win the stage. I think that was his first stage win since 2017, I believe is what they had said. Yeah, I think um, you're right. Yep, he had a 10th place finish at Darlington. So that's already a couple of 10 place finishes in a row. 17th at Kansas. That's not too far out of the top 10. Ninth place at Dover. Even at a third place at Talladega. Again, Super Speedway, you can't factor it too much into there. But that goes into his long run of good races here. A 14th place at Martinsville. So that's the last six races. Hasn't finished worse than 17th. You're getting plus money for him to be in the top 10. Um, Ford won here last year. The RFK team, again, continues to just show more and more speed, more and more consistency out of that team. I've already made an argument for Brad. I like Busher as well. Then also my long shot, I went a little farther. Uh, thanks to Matt for pointing this out to me. I had it at 12 to 1. He found a line at 14 to 1 over on Caesars. Todd Gilland, top 10 finish. Um, again, this is just, it's throwing it out there because something could happen. Is he going to be one of the top 10 fastest cars on the day? Probably not, of course, right? Maybe. I don't know, man. Dean yeah. Smith. They had that car that's true moving in that's Charlotte nice. last week and yeah into the crappy Rick Ware was nowhere to be found so yeah and that's part of my argument so yeah. Gilliland has got seven top 15 finishes this season um while he's been in that 38 car and we've been saying man Gilliland just getting the most out of this 38 car can get the most out of this 38 car then Zane Smith steps in and he's getting the most out of it too so this team might actually not be that bad he's got a pretty decent car um, he had an 11th place finish at Darlington, um, and he's been running really good. Uh, again, it, the, the way Zane Smith drove that car last week, that instills so much more confidence in how deep this car is. Um, and Gilland, a pretty decent road course guy. So if you want to throw that that factor in there, the rhythm. And, and again, he's, he's racing for his job, right? He's already lost that ride for part of this season. Yep. And he's still been... You know, he's pieced it together. He's gotten some other rides. He's gotten in front rows of other cars so Zane could take that car. He's gotten in the Rick Ware cars, which obviously are towards the bottom. Um, but he's stringing it together. He's racing for his life, racing for his job. Um, and again, the seven top 15 finishes this season. That's impressive. If you're in the top 15, you can get in the top 10. At 14 to 1, it's a pretty nice payday if you hit a bet like this. So uh, I really like that one. Yeah, I, I wish I could find Almondinger at that. <laughs> but he's I would, that would good. be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's Vegas ain't that stupid. No, um, they're not. They'd go broke at those odds. So yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, let's take uh, one final break, and then we'll uh, we'll be back with our our winning picks. So uh, again, I, I mentioned before we're brought to you by Edge Boost. So they they want me to give an Edge Boost double down play of the day. I'm going to give you two because I'm very confident in both of these bets. Bubba Wallace over Chase Briscoe. That's going to be my my number one edge boost double down play of the day. Um, and then the Stenhouse over Eric Jones, minus 130 on Caesars. Again, go sign up for edge boost. You're, it's like basically they're spotting you free money to bet. Uh, it's like using credit on like an old school bookie, right? Uh, so, so I think it's great. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. Uh, and then Rod's favorite ad read always. I want to say thank you for watching us on YouTube. 
Um, again, if you're if you're a YouTube listener, YouTube watcher, I guess uh, Matt was kind enough to do the YouTube here with me today. So uh, I'll try not to be as awkward as Rod to get out of this, but I really don't know how to get out of it. But make sure you smash the subscribe button. We do go live a lot of the times for our recaps, Sunday nights, sometimes Monday nights, if depending on the rain. Um, but and again, shout out to the old school podcast listeners as well. Make sure you're uh, you're subscribing, rating, reviewing all that fun stuff on whatever platform you uh, listen on. All right. We got some winner bets to give out, Matt. Uh, what, do you, what do you got for us? We do. So uh, I'm going to go with Hamlin. I'm going to start out. These are my sh- the, the shortest one here is Hamlin at plus 1100. Uh, that's on DK. So it's 11 to one. He's just a grinder at these at these types of tracks. We can't deny that like he shows up. He tends to have speed, obviously, the you know he's got the mojo going from his i don't know what gladiator win over the most popular driver in the sport is he's gonna spin it <laughs> i you know uh, i don't know but he's been he's been good at the style of track in the next gen car um he did have an incident here last year that kind of kept him out of the running but he was he did start sixth in that race so he had speed to start he was up front he got kind of caught out by ross chastain and then spent the rest of his race trying to make Ross's life a living hell. Um, so, look, I'll, I'll take the shot on Hamlet, this style track. Uh, it's it's kind of more of a gut feel than anything. No, he hasn't necessarily won at this style of track recently. Um, but he's always in contention. And if you're in contention and you get the right pit stop or a right break or, you know, whatnot, this bet can hit. Yeah, and we've seen Hamlin has had a fast car a lot lately. These yep. JGR cars, I mean, we've talked about multiple JGR cars throughout this show. Right, we've got money on Bell and Truex already. So Yeah, didn't find a way to squeeze Gibbs in this week. His top 10 odds keep creeping down. Oh, that was a I know, nice it's one. kind of uh, a disappointment. Like, he's, he's yes. run well, he's, but now you can't get yeah, smart now money. You can't. That's, uh, that's why we kept saying early on in the season, you got to take these now before it goes away. Yeah. So, unfortunately, we don't have him on here. But, yeah, we've talked about all three other guys, so – they continue to show speed each week, and eleven to one is a really good price for Hamlin. It usually seems like he's a little bit on the lower on the board. We know how he is at Richmond, um, and so yeah, I like that bet from you. Who, who else you got? Um, so my next one, look, we talked about him a little bit uh, with the top five. So why not go all the way and go get him at ten to one? Um, Logano to win BetMGM, you know, plus a thousand. Again, he won here last year. He's the reigning winner at the track, obviously, but not completely locking in on that. But you got to feel comfortable, right? It's a confidence boost when you show up to a track that you've done well at, even if you're having an up-and-down year, knowing that your Penske teammate just won the most grueling race of the year, and now you get the same tires that have been on tracks that you've done well at. You know, why not? So we'll go with with Logano uh, to win at 10 to one again, that's over at uh bed MGM. And if he qualifies well, that might get shorter too. So you might want to go get that while you can. Cause if he qualifies on the pole on a track where it's been tough to pass, uh, it might get short. He did start seventh here last year and one. Yeah, no, I, I like that again. Logano he's either going to be really good or he's going to be really yeah. bad. Right. You might know early if he's hanging out 25th all day, you'll be like, well, tear that ticket up and throw it out. But otherwise he's going to have a strong car. Uh, it just seems like he never finds himself in the middle. It's either towards the back or, he, or he's right up there in the mix all day. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, my third one here, again, we're hanging out in the mid-teens range. We're going 15 to 1. It's Kevin Harvick, again, over at BetMGM. Um, he's just consistent. And I know the Fords have gotten a lot of crap for not having very good arrow. Guess what doesn't matter this week? Arrow. The short tracks, arrow doesn't matter. Uh, we talked about how he's got seven top six finishes in the last eight similar races. Guess what? If you're that close to the front, doesn't take that much to get over the finish line. Uh, he's looking for a win uh, in his final year uh, at this point. And this is about the time of the season where he started to turn it on last year. Remember, he went back-to-back, uh, -back, I believe, at what, Michigan um, and Richmond, I think, or Darlington last year. He went back-to-back -back races uh, where he won. So we're going to go with Mr. Consistent in the Ford camp and get Kevin Harvick at plus 1,500 uh, 1, to win. Yeah, you'll never get an argument from me when you bet Kevin Harvick. Uh, totally agree. Again, he's a guy who can win almost any week, almost anywhere. Uh, so, yeah, I love that pick as well. And then uh, my last one here, we're going with a long shot. Uh, you and I, unbeknownst to each other, actually got the same long shot. Uh, it's hard to deny. We've also talked about him earlier in this podcast. It's Bubba Wallace. Uh, I have him at plus 4,000 over DK. You also have him at the same odds. They're a different book, so. Apparently it's an industry thing. Yeah. Um, he's run top five in like five straight races. So it's yeah, really hard insane. to see why this wouldn't work. And then again, we also talked about how Kurt Busch in the 45 uh, finished third here last year. And then when Bubba took over the 45 last year, it didn't lose anything. In fact, he won uh, at Kansas, I believe, right? The second different driver to pilot yeah. the same car to win at the same track. Um. Yeah. 2311 has it turned on. The Toyotas do well. Uh, Bubba is still in the mood to stick it to everybody who doesn't care, including the guys that hop on his radio and tell him he sucks. Um, <laughs> he's just been way too good yeah. for a while now, not to not to throw some money on a 40 to one. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna jump into it then because that he's my long shot as well. Again, we came up with on our own, but. That's absolutely ridiculous. I found him at Superbook as well at 40 to 1. So, uh, obviously, multiple places. Again, you said it. He's had all these top five finishes in a row. Why is he 40 to 1? That makes no sense. We've seen him win on a regular oval before, not just a super speedway, not right. just a rain shortened race. So, we know he can do it. He's got speed every week. He just keeps chipping away. He's not that far from getting a win. So, Bubba Wallace at 40 to 1. That's absolutely ridiculous. I like that we both came to the same conclusion on a long shot uh, because this is a guy who shouldn't be anywhere near 40 to one. So get in on this one early for sure, because if he qualifies anything decently, he definitely will not stay at these odds. Um, I also have William Byron plus 700 over on MGM. Uh, I mean, will he be like, what else do I need to say? Right. Uh, last five races, seventh place, a fourth place, a third place, one Darlington, second place last week at Charlotte. What else do you want from this guy, right? He's the only driver with three points race points race wins this season, uh, and he's just been so consistent. Guy, a guy like Larson, yeah, he's gotten a couple times a victory lane, but half the races, the last like four races, I think he's had three DNFs or something, like just not getting consistent finishes, not there at the end. Byron is always going to find himself there at the end. He has led a shit ton of laps recently. I think I saw, I didn't, didn't write it down, but I think it's like, over 300 laps in the last five races or something like that. Uh, it's insane. He's had a rocket ship, uh, and he's solidly established himself as one of the top drivers in this series. 
in Hendrick equipment, the 24 car, it's no, it's no, you know, it's no stranger to victory lane. We've seen it there plenty of times. We've seen him do it. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said maybe we'd start to see that fall off that we saw last year. It's been the opposite. He's gotten stronger. He's gotten better. He just continues to trend upward. Uh, so even if you want to take uh, Kyle Larson as the the favorite, nobody can ever uh, ever argue with you really against that at only plus five hundred. But if you jump down to Byron right behind him there, you're getting a little bit of better odds um, at plus seven hundred and a guy that's been so much more consistent and has had the same speed, if not better speed than Larson has um, other than out North Wilkesboro, of course. But outside of that, it's been all good for Byron here lately. So give me William Byron plus 700 on MGM. Um, And then Martin Truex Jr. He's going to be my other guy. Again, we've hammered on the JGR cars already today. We know they're fast. I've already talked about Truex, uh, but third place at Charlotte led 145 laps at, at Darlington. Led 79 laps at Kansas, 68 laps at Dover on his way to win there. Uh, finished sixth here last season, led 42 laps on that day. Uh, he's been strong. He's been consistent. Been loving me some Martin Truex Jr. lately. Uh, I'm glad he finally got back into victory lane so I could finally bet on him again. Uh, but at 10 to 1, again, I think that these JGR cars being a little bit disrespected being down in this 10 11 range. So, uh, so give me Martin Truex at 10 to 1. You want to hear about disrespected? Yes. Chase Briscoe has better odds to win than Bubba Wallen. Oh my goodness! That Across is... the board, DK has bu- has Bubba <laughs> plus four thousand, Briscoe no three thousand. He's only thirty to one. They must well, be really leaning into thinking this is a short track, but wow! Uh, <laughs> just oh. saying, like Kislowski shorter odds than Bubba Wallace, man. And uh, Superbook too, but Alex Bowman forty to one. That might be worth looking at. That's Lejoy has shorter odds at DK in the nine car than Bubba has. That's, uh, that's crazy. I'm not yeah. saying that LaJoy can't win in the nine car, but that's a serious yeah, jump. I, I, as much as I love Corey LaJoy, we didn't talk about him anywhere bet on this betting episode. Listen to the DFS episode because he's likely going to come there. Uh, but I mean, he's, it's, plus, I mean, he's 7,400 on DK. Yeah, that's pretty cheap for, for what he's been doing in the seven car to put him in the nine car. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely more at the same price tag LaJoy's usually at. Like that's. Yeah. That tells you that they're going soft on both of them. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that uh, that's going to be more where you play them. I could just couldn't find a bet on him that I really like this week. So kind of laid off of that because um, he's getting he's getting the nine car odds without being Chase Elliott. Right. Without yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. If the top ten were a little shorter. Yeah, or if they had splits, split like his top tens in between where he normally is and where Elliott is, but they just shot him straight up to almost where Elliott would be anyways. So it's. Yeah, definitely it's, not worth it. Yeah, it, agreed. <laughs> I looked, I looked at him too because I was like, "Well, LaJoy's been yeah. pretty good." At short oh, I did because I really wanted to work him in. Like everybody listens to the show regularly, they know. Well, only plus one twenty. I'd rather take Bowman yeah. at plus one ten. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. Bowman, especially even a guy like Busher. I mean, there's just so many other guys yeah. in that area that I hope that Corey has a great day. I hope he wins the race. I don't see that happening. No, I'd be more intrigued to take Almarola at plus one seventy four or plus one ninety at yeah. Caesars for a top ten. And then yeah, yeah. I don't know about them Stuart Oscars outside of Harvick, but uh, we'll uh, I don't know, man. They've got that. Remember when Harvick got accused of cheating and then he won at Phoenix and then got yeah, up and true. traded to his back windshield. <laughs> like that I is true. That is true. To win. <laughs> okay, uh, get out your pen and paper. We'll recap these bets real quickly. 
Uh, Matt started off with Kevin Harvick over Ross Chastain, minus 115 over on DraftKings. I had Martin Truex Jr. over Ross Chastain as well, minus 120 over on Superbook. Uh, Matt had Christopher Bell top five, plus 165 over on BetMGM. I had Brad Keselowski over Brisk No, minus 110 on Superbook. Matt came back with Alex Bowman top 10, plus 110. The more I look at this one, the more I absolutely love that bet over on Caesars. Uh, and then I had my edge boost double down play of the day of Bubba Wallace over Chase Brisk. No, minus 110 over on Superbook. Minus 110, too. That the pricing on that just floors me. Like Not, the, the Stenhouse, the Stenhouse over Jones and the Wallace right. over Briscoe should be flipped. Right. Yeah. The minus 130. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. But uh, I take it at minus 130. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would. I probably take it to minus 150. Like I, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Matt had Logano top five plus 150 over on MGM. I had Stenhouse over Jones minus 130 on Caesars. Uh, Matt came back with his rod play at. AJ Allmendinger top 10 plus 750. I had Busher top 10 plus 140. And my long shot of Gilland top 10, 14 to 1 over on Caesars. Uh, and then Matt's winning card, Hamlin 11 to 1 on DraftKings. Joey Logano 10 to 1 on MGM. Kevin Harvick 15 to 1 on MGM. And Bubba Wallace 40 to 1 on DraftKings. Uh, and for me, I had William Byron seven plus 700 on MGM. Truex at 10 to 1. On Caesars, I think that one was. Or I think he's actually 10 to 1 like everywhere. I think that's why I didn't write. He's like 10 to 1 across the board. That's what it was the weirdest thing I was looking at this week. I'm like, his odds don't really change almost everywhere. So um, and then Bubba Wallace again. I agree uh, with it's the, 10 to it looks like yeah, it's 10 to 1. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I can get you better if you go on oh. Truex, go eleven to one at BetMGM. Oh, there we go. All right. I'm gonna edit that right now in the document. Eleven to one. That's my official pick. Uh on MGM. There we go. Great call. I'm glad I brought you along to shop. Usually I do the shopping while Rod's talking. So I appreciate you doing the shopping while I'm talking. Yep. Uh, and then I agreed with you on the bubble wall is 40 to one. I also found that on Superbook. So uh, whether it's DraftKings, whether it's Superbook, make sure you get down on some bubble Wallace this week. That's just utter absolute disrespect uh, on Wallace. So um, you got any other thoughts on this race, uh, Matt? It should be fun. I don't think there's any weather. Oh, that would be play, nice. <laughs> which would be which would be nice. I know us here in Lincoln, we got hit with some storms uh, yeah. today. But yeah, so crazy story too. Matt yes. and I actually in the same city at the moment. We uh, we both live here in Lincoln, Nebraska. So fellow Husker, we need to get together and have a beer here sometime soon because we, we live in the same city, but we haven't actually. I invited you over for uh, for. I know I saw barbecue man. last week. I know I I saw your Twitter and I was like, oh, what time do I need to come over? You said there was plenty. <laughs> Unfortunately, we had the gymnastics that evening so wasn't able to make it but uh but yeah that looked absolutely delicious so we do need to get together uh in the near future for for a beer for sure yeah we we should we should uh not tonight i got softball so hopefully my daughter does not wind up <laughs> yeah. at the Oof, er man. yeah watch out uh my daughter 10u softball and she got hit by a pitch in the foot and chipped the bone in her ankle like yeah, that girl was throwing. She my, my daughter, she's but. she's she's nine, so she's doing yep, kid pitch for the first time. She's yep. pitching to start the game. Luckily, she's Ooh. got a catcher's right. mask. Yep. Hopefully, the reaction is good enough to uh, <laughs> to, <laughs> to keep from being hit. But we'll we'll yeah, see. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, watch out, dang. But uh, yeah, looking at the weather too. 
going to be 93 and sunny uh, on Sunday. Hey, by the way, Bubba's going off at plus 450 for a top five on DK. Wow. that's uh, We're going to add that actually as an official play. I'm going <laughs> to add that into the show as a, the bonus of the day. What did you say? Plus 450 for a top five? At DK, yeah. Wow. Dang. All right, I'm taking it right now. And Briscoe, by the way, is still ahead of him on that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's uh, insane. Dang. Okay, well, uh, I think that's about all we got for you today. So if you want to tell people where they can follow you, plug anything you got going on. I know you're a, you're a busy guy, so let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, so uh, my Twitter handle is there on the screen, at the salesman on the old Twitter machine. Uh, my stuff is up at fantasyalarm.com. Usually I have, you know, podcasts up following practice and qualifying, uh, playbooks, you know, top DFS plays. I have free betting pieces over at pickswise.com for not only NASCAR, but also uh, F1, which there is a F1 Spanish GP this weekend. Um, where else can you find me? You can find me all over. I'm grilling on Twitter. <laughs> There's, there's, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at uh, Matt's house here soon for the grill. Yeah, my, uh, a colleague of mine, we have a grill versus grill video that we Ooh. put up a short on uh, YouTube, where we each grill something for the week and we make a prop pick, and then the winner at the end of the year donates to the other one's charity of choice. Okay, okay. Um, I am I like up, it. I am up to nothing uh, in that know. one, thanks to Kyle Bush uh, falling back one spot last week. We both, unbeknownst to each other, took RCR teammates. I took Austin Dillon for a top 10. He took Kyle Busch for a top five. And I was sweating it because Austin Dillon was sitting like 14th for a while. Uh-huh. Kyle Busch was – and then Kyle Busch, thanks to uh, the, the tangle there with Ricky Stenhouse, uh, fell back some spots. And Austin Dillon snuck into the top 10. So Nice, but nice. He also did not care about losing because he's a Blaney fan. So Oh, uh, yeah, that, that makes things a lot easier when you... Uh, Blaney winning like helps things yeah. washes, washes out the bad bets when your favorite guy yeah. wins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, that's where you can find uh, all of my stuff throughout the uh, NASCAR season. Awesome. Yeah, well, I greatly appreciate you uh, joining me today, stepping in. Of course, we miss Rod, but uh, he'll be back next week. If you want to catch Rod, you can go listen to the F1 Gambling Podcast. He was around when we recorded that. Uh, you can check out all my work on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. I have a USFL futures piece out over there looking at uh, breaking down the odds for the championship winner there. They're about headed into week eight. I think they've got three weeks left in the regular season. I have an F1 article out for the Spanish GP as well. Um, NASCAR article coming out here soon as well. So check all that stuff out. Follow the show as well, at NASCAR Gambling. Um, I don't really remember how else Rod ends the show, so I'm going to do it my own way. But uh, thanks for joining. Go place your bets. Uh, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>